one. Hello and welcome to college. Or, blah. All right, so we're not having a great day of recording. Here we go. In three, two, one. Welcome to Coffee's Chicks and Cash, the podcast. I'm Danielle McCarthy, your host. Welcome to the raw, unedited version of the podcast. Um, so you're going to hear all the bloopers all the time because we do this as imperfect action, not a tech guru to edit anything. So here we go. And today joining us for our 31 days of giving ourselves the gift of money is Dr. Michelle Lappin. I appreciate her joining us on this and sharing her expertise and, and collaborating with me on this. And just as a reminder, the podcast was recreated, uh, was created for women who desire to take control of their financial future, expand their financial knowledge base, and become confident and feel competent regarding, regarding money and all things financial. The podcast is also designed to educate women about the relationship with money in a relaxed environment and build a community of women who support one another as they strive for financial success. And today we're going to be talking about children's college funds and where we start, how do we start, what do we look at, at, take it away, Michelle. Okay, so, oh, college is everything, right? College is everything. <laughs> so they say. Um, so if you're not overloaded with debt when you have a child, it is a really good idea to start putting money in some kind of fund for your child's eventual college. Now, when on the last episode, you mentioned something about certain types of plans that basically don't box you in. Right. If you, whenever you decide to start your fund, you really want to look at that type of option, especially if you're starting it earlier on, because so many things can happen in 18 years. You have no idea what your child's going to decide to do. I, my sister's um, son is about to, he's actually six months older than my son. He's in his senior year right now, and he's not sure he wants to go to college. He's in a tech school for high school. He doesn't know if he's even going to actually go to college. Um, so if she had a college savings plan that was boxing her in, she'd be stuck. What is she going to do? Right? Right. So you really want to think about that type of stuff. You want to put your money where in a place where it can be flexible. Okay. Not so flexible that if you feel like you have a quote emergency, you can pull the money out. But if the child decides that they're not going to college or, you know, something of that nature, it can be shifted to be used for something else or even transferred to another, another child. Um, there's options out there for those types of things. And you also want to look at um, starting in around the middle school time frame, um, the pre-AP pre type classes, getting your child used to those types of things. Some schools will actually offer credits for things. Maybe not so much in the middle school, but it still gets them used to that level of learning. There's also um, pre-tests out there for the ACTs and SATs to start getting them started, um, familiarizing them with that type of thing. And uh, volunteering. Mm -hmm. Kids don't realize it. If you have your child volunteering in organizations, even if it's your local church or local food bank, 
the Boys and Girls Club, that type of stuff. Have them volunteer. Get recommendation letters for your kids because when you, your child applies for college, that stuff can go on there and that could actually factor into a pretty decent scholarship for them. Um, so if, as soon as you're able to start doing those types of things, have them start doing that. Um, and if you're starting later on the, the college savings, don't think that you know, you're already way behind the curveball. There's still a lot of things that you can do uh, to you know, get college scholarships and things like that for your child. And we talked about a couple of books on the last episode. Um, so if you haven't listened to that one, go back to that last episode. And um, they're talking about student loans in general. And there's a couple of really good book recommendations there. There are. There and are. as a retired special education teacher, I will tell you, not all children, and not because they're special ed, that's not what I'm saying, but just as a teacher in general, some kids are going to make it in college, some kids don't. I have four sons of my own. One was in it to win at college. He will get back there at some point, I have no doubt. One of my sons went to the military, um, and two have decided to go trades. So obviously there's a wide gamut and understanding what your child wants and needs is one of those. When it comes to funding for college, there are, there are several different programs out there, financial vehicles to help you do so. And like Michelle said, there are several, and I'm gonna talk about a couple of them really quick. So the first type is a 529 or Coverdell account. It's tax status is it's tax advantaged. Um, the custodial account, or sorry, it's tax advantage. The underlying product are mutual funds. So you're gonna need a financial professional, a licensed financial professional for that one. The growth versus loss. Good potential for growth, same potential for loss. Because it is with mutual funds, it is part, it could be part of the volatility of the stock market. So again, have that ma massive conversation with your licensed financial professional. Regulation at distribution. It is for educational purposes only. My apologies for my dogs. Um, it is for educational purposes only, and it cannot be used for anything else. But that educational opportunity is for anything from um, private school through K through 12 to include college. Regulation at distribution is for the educational purposes only. The pros is it's tax favored. The cons, it's highly regulated and because it's part of the stock market, it can be, um, can lose money to the volatility of the stock market. Second type of an account is a custodial account. The tax status is it has some tax advantages. The underlying product for that are mutual funds. Um, again, good potential for loss. It also has the same potential for, uh, good potential for growth. My apologies, my dogs are kind of wonky right now. Good potential for growth, same potential for loss underneath that custodial count on the growth loss possibilities. Regulation at distribution has very minimal regulation. Pros is it's tax favored and it has lower uh, regulation than the 529 or Coverdell accounts. Cons is it's highly regulated, it can lose money, it is also child-owned owned, and could affect the financial aid package coming from mm -hmm. the college. So things, again, to know. Million-dollar baby program, which is what I specialize in, is um, tax status, um, is its tax advantage. Um, the underlying product is a tax-free college savings account. Growth versus loss, good potential for growth, no potential for loss. This is why I absolutely love it. Regulation mm -hmm. at distribution, there is no regulation. Um, pros is it's tax favored, no loss, no regulation, additional benefits. The cons is 
you're going to be paying a little bit for those additional benefits, but those costs are very minimal in the grand scheme of this account. The um, final type of account that I'm going to be talking about is savings for it on your own. The tax status, so putting this inside a CD or a savings account or a high yield, um, the tax status is that it is going to be fully taxed. Um, the underlying product could be a CD or savings account or high yield savings account. Growth versus loss, poor potential for growth, no potential for loss. Regulation at distribution, no regulation because as long as that CD matures, it's there, it's yours, run with it. Pros, no loss, no regulation. Cons, very little growth and it's fully taxed. So when you're looking at funding for college, <clears throat> These are things that you're going to want to know about and have conversations with. And the sooner you start having these conversations, the sooner the better. Um, the one specifically for my kiddos, I wish I would have started their college funding earlier, didn't have that chance. And for my son who was in college and is not right now, because of my husband's death, he stepped out of college to take care of me because I had some health issues <clears throat> and needed that um, extra support. And so my goal and his goal is to get him back in as soon as possible. But again, um, understanding that the college loan debt that he's going to have to take to finish paying that out um, is also kind of a hit. But also understand that um, there are also other, if you're military, ex-military, there may be accounts there to help fund for school, whether it's yourself or for your children. Um, again, worth having a conversation with a wealth management coach like Michelle, a financial professional like myself, and figuring out what that looks like and what's best. And again, making it a line item, excuse me, in your monthly budget is kind of where we're at um, always we're, when, since we're talking about budgeting and all of that. So Michelle, any final thoughts on this? Mention the books that we mentioned last time too, please. So the books that we mentioned last time are um, destroy your student loan debt. That's specifically on if you have student loans already, um, or or if your children have student, lo student loans, helping them to you know get rid of them as fast as possible. And the other one is debt-free degree, and that one has a bunch of strategies and tips mm -hmm. in it on how to go to college without paying for paying or taking out student loans. Both of those books are by Anthony O'Neill, and it's O-N-E-A-L. Um, the, uh, the only other thought that I have is when it comes to savings plans and things like that for college, if you're a grandparent and you want to do something to help out your grandchildren, there are options. Much, and much like um, the other savings plans, there are pros and cons of those options, and you may even want to coordinate with the with your children and come up with something together that works best. But you know, as a grandparent, you can also contribute to your grandchild's child's college fund if you would like to. Yep, and that's something that a lot of my clients have done, especially when it comes to um, some of the programs that I specifically offer, especially the million dollar baby one. Grandparents love that one. That's something that for as little as $50 a month can be started. And because of compounding, which we talked about in the daily money shots back in November and how compounding works are phenomenal. So anyway, also work with a professional. So um, an agent of mine, he works with College Funding Solutions, which is a great place to talk about what that looks like. Also will help you um, look at, understand and um, 
look at your award letter, your child's award letter that comes from the college and how to potentially um, appeal and ask for more money and how all of the different funding can work together to get your child the best education. And again, we're not you know, promoting college over trades. We're just simply saying that if your children are going to go into college, let's take some um, steps. And also, um, there are specific funds out there. Some of the college saving funds are specifically for college. Some of the ones I talked about could also be used for, for trade schools. And if they're, especially if they're a tr an accredited school. So that's usually kind of where a lot of the college funding um, plans really want to look at is that it's going to an accredited institution, whatever that may be, whether it's an academic or a trades. I have one other thought that just came back to me too. I was, I actually was just looking this up yesterday for um, someone else. Um, there's a program all, out there called Sophia Learning, and it's a PH, S-O-P-H-I-A Learning. My current um, college actually partnered with them, um, and they offered, and, and I don't think they're doing anything, it ended in July, they were offering um, basically free classes for a number of months. However, they have this program where you pay $79 a month and you can take a load of classes and they have a bunch of schools that they partner with that the credits would transfer over. You can start as early as 13 taking classes with them. Wow, that's awesome. 13 and, years old. And there's something else and I forgot about this and I'm glad you mentioned that because that, that re-sparked this. So a lot of high schools now and colleges are now combining forces. And so like my son, his junior and senior year was able to take college level classes as his AP classes while at high school, they were relatively inexpensive or free depending on what they were, but he knocked out um, and got dual credit. He got high school credit as well as college credit. And by the time he actually did go into college, he was at graduating high school starting technically his freshman year Credit-wise, he was starting his sophomore year. So again, take advantages. If you have the kiddos that are able to do that and want to do that, and again, not all kids are gonna be able, not all kids are gonna be mature enough, but for those that can and are, those are some great ways to help them out. And for others that may be looking at trades, start them early, start by volunteering. There are some great apprenticeships that start relatively early. Um, and some high schools are really starting to look into that as well. So that's kind of where we're at for funding your child's future, whether that's college or trade school, whatever. Michelle, thank you again for being on. If people wanted to reach out to you and talk with you some more, how would they do so? Thank you for having me. Um, my Instagram and Facebook is Dr. Michelle Marie, and my website is listed as the same. Awesome. And I'm Danielle McCarthy with the McCarthy Agency, and we can be found, and the podcast can be found on all the podcast, major podcast platforms. I have a Facebook page at Coffees, Chicks and Cash, the FB page. There's also a YouTube channel in the works that will have all of this amazing information and you can reach out to me on any of those. Michelle, thank you so much. And until we talk to everybody else in the meantime, take care and be well.